There is a war, and if it is a quiet war, it is nevertheless real. Some call it a war for your mind. This depiction is a good approximation of the reality, for ultimately this war, if successful, will change the way you think. It has already altered the consciousness of billions of people. At the end of the conflict, reality will be forever altered for those who remain. People find this idea of a changed reality strange. It is not that strange. It is difficult to conceive of a parallel universe. It is more difficult to imagine transferring to one. But ultimately whatever you think, feel, or know is in your mind. You can claim there is an external reality, but even if your claim is proven to be true, all you know is what your mind registers. And perhaps, what you think when you hear reality is not what is actually at stake. You might believe your mind is inviolable, especially if you think the mind is an abstraction and not a physical thing or the activity of a brain. The non-physical ought to be, and may be imagined to be, beyond the reach of other persons. Such is not the case. Think of a man, perhaps your father. Physically, he is unchangeable in the eyes of those who observe him, apart from the ravages of aging. But if someone accuses him of being an abuser of children, his life is forever altered and everything about him shifts. The man accused of harming children is never looked at the same again, regardless the accusation level of merit. The labels we attach to things are not neutral. The label is or becomes the thing labeled. We do not know what a man is other than the label we use and its definition. If we do not know what a man is as an idea, we could not identify a man if we saw one. The more identifiers attached to an object, the more classes of things it belongs to and the deeper our knowledge of it we have. But the problem with pejoratives is that they become the thing labeled or the man becomes the label used to describe him. A German is a German with all of the attributes of that group, but a German that is a Nazi is turned into a totally different creature. The question then becomes what do we see when we hear the word human? Do we see anything at all? Does the word human have any meaning beyond that of an individual belonging to the group of primates known as Homo sapiens? Most conventional definitions start out with the assumption we are animals. It limits what can be said. Such taxonomists are restricted to defining man-animal in ways that make us quantitatively different from other animals. Yet, Precise physical attributes are available to define other species. According to dictionaries, mankind is known only because he is more articulate, has a larger brain, and walks upright more consistently than other animals. In other words, he is a primate but more able. Imagine an alien not knowing what humans were. The alien is given a definition of what a human is. He is given a few pictures so he can see what we look like. Would he be prepared to see the civilization we live in were he to visit Earth? It does appear to be a reasonable assumption that the identity of man is a casualty of war. If so, normality must be a casualty also. What man fundamentally and naturally must be is normal. If normality is eradicated, what we have is deviancy. Deviancy is not just a divergence from the norm. It is a divergence that is not compatible with what is considered normal. The question is if we can have deviancy after liberals have eradicated normalcy? All of the liberal movements from gay to trans and everything in between is simply a way to deviate from the norm or in fact to marginalize the idea of normalcy. But to abandon normalcy is to eradicate it.
once eradicated what have we but a distinctly different sense of what is normal, or does it not work that way? And why this rejection of normalcy, a rejection that verges on virulent hatred? The answer is dispiriting simple. To be normal is to be equal. The state of equality is quantifiably measurable. It does not take a lot to be equal. A person only has to reject all entitlement claims and all special privileges. This normalization of our relationships alters the patterns of our relationships significantly. Because if I am not entitled, you have no duty as regards me. I am compelled to pay for what I get from you as you are required to pay for what you get from me. It is not complicated. An entitlement is nothing more than an excuse not to compensate people for the goods and services you receive. Normals live by the rules of supply and demand. This is why conservatives oppose the regulatory state and subsidies to private organizations and individuals, though it often appears hard-hearted. If one looks at all that a conservative opposes, it will be obvious a conservative only wants each person to pay their own costs. The obligation to pay for what we receive has its correlate in a rule regarding ownership. We own only what we create, and no one has a claim on anything created by another. When this rule is enforced, we of necessity must pay for what we receive. This effectively precludes anyone claiming they are entitled to anything they did not create. No one has a claim to what I create, therefore no one is entitled to benefit from my work, but me. If you wish something I have, then I am entitled to something you have, that has equal value to me. If equality is unattainable and illusory, then there is freedom, and everything becomes permissible. Nothing leaves a person open to the sins of the flesh, more than believing normality is an illusion and a social invention of old white men. The war is against equality because equality forces us to embrace what is normal. Equality is akin to living on cash alone. Evil wishes to destroy equality of all persons for the same reason it wants to destroy borders and the rights of property owners. Without the boundaries of equality, everything becomes permissible. If everything is permissible, then deviance becomes the new normal. But the new normal is not a new equality. Equality cannot tolerate deviance because deviance cannot pay its own way. Deviance requires inequity and power disparities. Deviance is founded on a culture of rapping. To understand this war we are in only requires us to understand equality and the unequal nature of deviancy. The deviant opposes equality for one reason alone. Deviance needs to be subsidized for it is always parasitic and parasitism is not possible were we all equal and normalcy was the order of the day.